Welcome to Jeff Pasito Reads. I'm Jeff Pasito, and this is today's story. Living in the Shadow, Chapter 3, Hands Angelo's step had a slight spring in it as he kicked stones along the dusty path on the side of the road. Tiny clouds chased the pebbles as he booted them along, leading him to school. The day was warm, with the sun already high enough to break a dirty sweat across his smooth young brow. His meager collection of books hung low to the ground, strapped together with an old spalled strip of bridle leather his father used to yoke the bull when it came time to plow the fields. Angelo's older brothers had commandeered it to strap a small wooden cart to the family dog so they could help bring vegetables to the market when there were spare vegetables to sell. The strap felt experienced to Angelo, like it had experienced more than he could ever hope to, each crackling vein in the dark exterior revealing a creased wrinkle of wisdom. As he made his way up the slight incline of the road, he raised his head, causing a small bead of sweat to race down his small, slightly upturned nose where it beaded at the end and fell off in a tiny drop that saturated a spiky circle of dust under his feet. He squinted towards the horizon as the wavering silhouette of Vincenzo crested the hill ahead. Angelo didn't wave, not like he usually did, his right arm remaining glued to his side, his left slowing its joyful saunter, the books at the end of their tether penduluming like a swing without a child, as it slowed to match his now less vibrant stride. His eyes returned to the dusty gravel below his feet, and he punted another rock ahead of him, watching as it skipped and hopped along an erratic zigzag pattern, eventually ending in a tumble down into the shallow ditch that skirted both sides of the roadway. Looking for another stone, his eyes preceded him and found their way back up to Vincenzo, who was now a great deal closer, but still shrouded in an unusual darkness. The sun was more to his left than directly behind him, but he strode in feigned relief. As the distance between them closed and Angelo's eyes couldn't look away from his friend, he began to make out Vincenzo's distinctive features, his thin, sharp jawline, sunken red cheeks, oversized ears, and thick, tapered eyebrows that always seemed to move with a will all their own. Today, his eyebrows appeared to match his scowl, angled deep over the cavities of his pale green eyes, those eyes staring daggers at Angelo. Even from fifteen paces away, he could clearly see that. He could clearly see Vincenzo was not happy today, and was not trying to hide that fact either, with the arch of his shoulders and the slant of his head, not to mention the determined aggression that oozed out of every step he took towards Angelo along that beaten path beside the road that led from the farms to the school. At ten paces away, Angelo saw the mottled blue-yellow of a swollen welt above Vincenzo's right eye and the dark rings encircling both his eyes, plunging them into perpetual shadow. Vincenzo! The sympathy bled out of Angelo's mouth. Vincenzo's name crooned in a compassionate plead, Angelo's tear-shaped eyes accentuating his concern for his good friend, for his best friend. Angelo? Vincenzo grimaced through clenched teeth. His lips puckered into a slight frown, cracking a heretofore unseen split in his lower lip, causing him to wince slightly on the last vowel of Angelo's name. Dropping his books to the ground, causing a small explosion of dust whose fallout spread to the darkened road and the dead grass beyond, Angelo raised his hands in a compassionate gesture. His mouth fell open, but before he could let out more than a wheeze of air past his esophagus to ask what had happened, Vincenzo's body snapped. Like a coiled spring dislodging from the intricate weaving of a pocket watch, he threw away Angelo's helping hands and pointed an extended finger at the swollen bruise over his eye. This... Vincenzo's eyes were wild, his irises completely surrounded by bright white sclera that seemed to be on fire. 
This is thanks to you, you moron. What what did I do? Angelo stammered, his arms half-raised, the weight of confusion dropping them slowly to his side. His concerned expression for his friend turned quickly into genuine confusion. His brows knit, and his eyes lost focus as he racked his brain for an answer. Why you gotta go tell your mom everything we talk about, huh? Vincenzo barked at Angelo, a slight mist of spittle dispersing from his mouth in the air between them. You go tell you cut class too? He continued in a sardonic tone. No, I, I don't, Angelo spoke slowly, each word padded with enough silence to fill a church pew on Palm Sunday. Or do you smoke cigarettes? Vincenzo wasn't listening to Angelo. He wasn't done his beratement yet. He wasn't clear of his thoughts. His fingers intimated smoking, tapping his index and middle finger against his lips. I don't tell her that. I... And all at once, realization dawned on Angelo. And now it was time for his eyes to spread wide and his mouth to fall agape. He focused on Vincenzo, his eyes conveying his sudden epiphany in a silent visage. Yeah, exactly, Vincenzo spat at Angelo, each word a poisonous viper sinking its fangs into the soft of Angelo's soul. So now my mom's gonna make me go to church every Sunday with her and pray every night for my dad. His hand still pointed accusingly at the welt above his eye. The crack on his lower lip had started bleeding at some point, and a tiny rivulet of blood ran partway down his jutting chin. But, Vincenzo, your, your mother did this? Angelo's eyes darted around Vincenzo's face, his young mind trying to process the horrible abuse brought on by the seemingly innocuous questions he had asked his mother, questions he was genuinely interested in finding answers for. He never imagined for a moment the answers would come at the end of a fist. No, she used the willow branches. Vincenzo bent, pulling up his pant legs to expose numerous fine cuts across his shins, calves, and the backs of his knees. They were still a fresh blood-red color, almost appearing to pulse, swollen like poorly stitched shrapnel wounds. Angelo could feel the sting of each line that crisscrossed Vincenzo's legs, feel the warm pain that followed for hours after. I couldn't feel them afterward, Vincenzo continued, and when I tried to walk, I fell and hit my head. He accentuated the incident with a nod of his head, pantomiming the tumble that caused his facial trauma. I'm so sorry, Vincenzo. I didn't even think about it. Angelo was still agog, aware of his transgression, but lost for an answer for these consequences to his actions. I didn't think I said anything that would... But Vincenzo cut him off, caught up in his own frustration. He almost didn't even sound angry anymore, just exhausted. That's your problem, Angelo. You don't think... Thank you for listening to our story. Please join us next week for Living in the Shadow, Chapter 4, Heaven. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me by email at jeff at That's J-E-F-F at P-A-C-I-T-T-O dot com. On Twitter at jpacitoreads or visit our website at pacito.com. See you soon.